gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. That's right, music news time for the night. Uh, we haven't done this for ages, so if you are a new listener just and you're like wondering why we played that weird jingle there and you heard that, uh, this is a music news segment of the show where we're going to be touching on uh, the latest developments of anything and everything to do with Australian music. Just thought we'd give that update because we haven't done it for some time. We've got to cater for the millions of new fans that tune in every week. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, there are a lot, to be fair. <laughs> um, but tonight we're going to be talking firstly uh, about a really exciting development in the streaming space, uh, an app that's actually coming out of Perth, uh, produced uh, by musicians, developed by musicians, for musicians, uh, that's set to kind of reimagine the streaming model that we know so well. Um, now, I suppose we, we should start by saying the current streaming model is, is not equitable at all, not fair, money doesn't flow to artists, um, we have covered that quite a few times on the music news you know within various contexts um so if you want to kind of see where that's at you can jump on our podcast scroll down to music news and see what's going on there's been big developments overseas in terms of uh things going on in that regard uh but as a response to that uh two musicians melanie bainbridge and harry deluxe uh coming out of perth um they're in the band mama red and the dark blues if you happen to know them uh have decided that they're going to kind of turn the streaming model upside down at least for the local Perth community to begin with uh, by developing an app called The Pack. Now, The Pack is going to be uh, an app that exclusively caters to unsigned original local artists uh, and gives them an opportunity to sign up and receive money by being played by local people and in local businesses, um, which is really, really exciting. Basically, listeners and businesses are going to be able to subscribe to the pack as patrons, uh, and the money is going to be go pretty well straight into the pockets of artists um, where they're going to be receiving 40% of all revenue generated, uh, the rest of which is going back into developing the business. Like, it's not super new in terms of, like, you know, streaming, blah, 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 but the local focus uh, and the way they've actually structured this does look very, very true. Uh, sorry, very, very new. No, I said true. <laughs> and true, too. New and true. <laughs> new and true. Um, the creators have said, all we're doing is turning the business model of streaming on its head. Instead of effectively benefiting the people at the top, it benefits the creator. So it gives them a revenue stream. There's no labels on middlemen, so we're actually cutting out a very big part of that conversation. And it's meaningful to artists because they'll get a much larger percentage of the streaming royalty. So, yeah, this is a really, really exciting development, Cam. We've just spoken at length forever about how ridiculous it is some of the fees uh, that artists are receiving for their work I mean you'd think that tens of thousands of plays would translate into tens of thousands of dollars for you know individual artists because they're having such a mass appeal but we know that's really not the case yeah well those tens and thousands of plays can't really get them 10 coffees that's how much you know to get in pittance uh, from these major streaming companies and we have seen other sort of like we we talk about it right semi-regularly. Uh, NetGigs is uh, someone who's wanted to turn it upside down and we spoke to the founder of NetGigs, Joe Port. You can find that on our podcast as well. But this is like a completely different approach to it. This is a very local focus and it also... It's a few of the issues that we've discussed. It's saying there's not enough recognition for local artists. You can't hear them enough in local supermarkets, in local cafes, in local shops because they're just playing you know, the major commercial stuff or international music. Uh, so this is sort of taking that issue, but with a super local focus, which it's 
for us because we obviously we're based on the Central Coast. We have a bit of a local focus in terms of the music that we play. This is something that really interests me. Um, and I'll be interested to know how this goes, because if this is a success, there's no reason why they can't sort of open this up to other regional areas. Uh, not that Perth is regional, but you know what I mean? Like they can open up to other areas across the nation and have them do a local focus. Like how cool would it be? Like I remember when Winterbourne's album first dropped, I was in JB Hi-Fi at Erina and I heard that album played over the, over the speakers at JB Hi-Fi. And I was like, how cool is this? I mean, JB Hi-Fi normally pretty good for that sort of things, but like, you know, you walk through Coles, you never hear local music. You hear, so how cool would it, I mean, Coles Radio do their own stuff, but like, you know, an IGA supermarket or an Audi or something like that. Like if they had, a, you know, a local playlist that they could play from cafes, the lot, like that'd be a really cool idea. And plus it's putting more money into the local artist pockets, which is, I mean, it's hard for them to come by. So many of them have to work a separate job just to make ends meet. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like a win, win, win. It's, it's because, you know, one of the concerns they flag with this is, you know, not only is it about getting local artists, money or getting artists money in general kind of you know fairing up what's going on with streaming but you know also there's often a real difficulty for people to be able to discover local artists uh which is you know it's quite a shame i mean we've spoken about it jack river who we played earlier on the show recently launched that campaign just to get um the biggest businesses in australia to simply play more australian artists which you think shouldn't be too much of a task but when you then you know narrow that down to your local area one thing, it's like, how, how are you able to actually find bands that you like? So imagine, you know, you're getting around the Central Coast and there's the pack for the Central Coast. You know, you're going to walk into your local supermarket, your local cafe. They're playing uh, a curated playlist of only local artists. And every play of that develops a little bit of revenue for them because the business has signed up as a patron or the individual has signed up as a patron. Um, so not only is it putting more money in their pocket, but it's also giving them exposure within their local area, which is so important. Um, we know how... Streaming has, you know, made the the market so much wider, uh, the competition so much fiercer uh, in the same way that it's made your music more accessible. So this is a, a really, really interesting to approach to it all. And yeah, like I said, you know, cafes are going to be able to sign up to it. Businesses are going to be able to sign up to it. Um, so it's, it's definitely a new approach and it's really, really interesting. Uh, it's going to be trialed around parts of Perth. Um, with the aim of launching commercially at around August 2022. So we're still a way off yet before we can see this, you know, actually launched, actually putting money into the pockets of individuals. But nonetheless, a really, really exciting uh, development. Yeah, I just hope lots of businesses do come on board and they they do put their money behind this to help the local music scene. Because there's, I mean, not, not necessarily from a business point of view, but if you look at at least certainly probably five years ago a, a large chunk of my my f- friend base when the large festival lineups were announced they'd look at the and they'd sort of almost you know with a a, a joyful ignorance be like oh I, I only know two artists on that bill i don't know anyone else and in their mind meaning those people can't be good as opposed to i've just I don't know who they are, but it doesn't mean they're not good. Whereas, you know, now, because, you know, a few of them tune into our show and, you know, as that they've been exposed to more artists, they look at a bill and they go, oh, yeah, I know that most of those artists and the ones that I don't know, I'm willing to give them a chance. But there's almost like like willful ignorance on, on some part. And I feel like that mentality is a more widespread 
mentality across this country. Like, unless you're regularly tuning in to either local radio community like us, whether you're listening to Triple J across Australia, without those sort of little institutes, and we've spoken about this before, like, it's so hard for these emerging artists to get any exposure and it's so hard to get the wider community to sort of care. Yeah, yeah, and even then, I mean, the the platforms that do you know expose Australian music to the nation or, or their communities, you know, it's it's hard to even get a look in for some of the bigger ones like Triple J. I mean, that's intensely competitive too, and we know for artists, you know, often the biggest hurdle is actually just establishing a bit of momentum, you know, within your community, getting a local support base getting a local fan base that's the kind of thing that gets you attention and propels you further on um and this app's gonna gonna do that which is really cool and and they don't really want it to be like a spotify necessarily they don't want it to have to have you know hundreds of millions of users every single day uh it's more about having it locally focused having one for your area and tuning into that when you want to hear local music directly which is fantastic because we know that musicians are just not earning enough money uh, especially through the pandemic i mean they've been treated terribly in terms of any form of government support but prior to that you know the money really that the wealth that they generate the income that they generate they only get a small percentage of um i think music australia or musicians australia sorry the union that kind of represents the uh, musicians in australia um, estimated that on average musicians made fifty five thousand dollars a year which includes jobs outside of music which is just wow. nowhere near enough uh and there was also recently um a united nations report called the world intellectual property organization report um that that looked at uh, the, the income artists are receiving from streaming platforms and deemed them unacceptable, particularly compared to the billions of market capitalization of the streaming services. This report was published back in June and gave us that great number that we use a lot here on Homebrewed, uh, reinforce that one, that Spotify pay an average of 0.0042 per stream or less than half a cent. Well, Apple Music play a little bit better, which is a cent. So in other words, it would take a million streams, one million streams for an artist to receive $4,200 from Spotify and $10,000 from Apple Music. And when you consider that money, so say say a four-piece band gets a million streams, they have to divide their four grand between four people. So everyone gets $1,000 for getting a million people listening to your music. That is just wholly unacceptable um so you know we're armed with a lot of data there's been more probing and looking into this in the last 12 to 18 months than has ever been done before we've had parliamentary inquiries un reports like what you just heard then we've had governments seriously looking at it and scrutinizing it um because it's becoming obvious what kind of damage this is doing to the wider global music industry um so it's good to have that scrutiny but it's also really really good to have musicians coming through with solutions like the pack um and trying to cater for local communities and give a leg up to local bands so we'll be watching the development of that one really really closely uh, ahead of hopefully a commercial release next august but uh yeah something to definitely think about um you know when it does become available yeah, definitely. And if you are a business and you you heard us mentioning that and you go, well, I would be interested in, in jumping on board. In the meantime, I mean, it's on Spotify. It's on the, the enemy, if you will, platform. But um, we do have a Spotify playlist. It's full of, it's not just local artists. Maybe we should do a full, lo- like a proper local list sort of playlist on our Spotify because we don't just have an exclusive local 
playlist, we do have all the music we play from the show, which includes local musicians, but it's not exclusively local. Maybe we should uh, create a local list. Watch um, your space. <laughs> yeah, watch your space. We might create that uh, because we were actually featured throughout the week on the Love Central Coast website, which I believe is a council uh, organization and they you know to pr- promote you know local eateries where to eat on the central coast or you know what activities you can do on the coast they if they you know if you're interested in local music they said check out the local list that ra- local radio masters they called us uh homebrewed did which was pretty cool to get we'll that sort that. of yeah we'll take that absolutely but we'll move on from that and move on to this vac stage pass uh we'll touch on this one pretty quickly because it's it's not too detailed, but it's really cool. It's worth a mention. So as part of the vaccination campaign, which is what we spoke about uh, last week, uh, some of the biggest names in live entertainment are ready to tour Australia and getting the jab could win you the ultimate vac stage pass. Now, Frontier Touring, Live Nation and TEG, so three of the largest uh, names in touring across Australia are all involved. So essentially, you get vaccinated, you enter this competition to prove that you have been vaccinated and you are into the draw to win the Vax stage pass. So it's, as Amy mentioned at the top of the show, it's pretty similar to the Triple J uh, golden ticket uh, where in any arena tour, any festival that is organised by Frontier Touring, Live Nation, TEG, you have a Vax stage pass to go to those events, which is super cool. Yeah, yeah. Two tickets to every single one of their arena or stadium tours next year, which is is massive. I mean, especially when you consider the kind of year that next year will hopefully be uh, in terms of restrictions, easing life, kind of returning to, to normality in some form. We're going to be seeing a lot of touring and a lot of gigs. So that's going to be probably one of the most valuable things you can have for that year if you are a music lover in Australia. So yeah, if you've seen this vaccination campaign, um, you can check it out via our music news last week if you want to know what the go is with it. But basically just an encouragement uh, to get everyone vaccinated so that the music industry can kick start again uh, and you have been vaccinated go on there sign up get your name in the ring because it could be a quite an incredible prize for you just a quick note i'm getting my first uh jab on wednesday uh my girlfriend and i are pretty excited uh about that we have to go to sydney olympic park to get it done but we don't mind traveling because we have to get it done and then as soon as i do that i'm entering the backstage pass and who knows i could be one of the lucky winners uh the giving away five uh, double tickets uh, for the backstage pass. So five winners will be announced. Uh, so if you would like to enter, head to backstagepass.com.au. All the information is there. But that will conclude the music news for this evening. 